Okay, but first... Look, y'all, I don't know if I brought this up before. I don't know if I've mentioned it on here before, but I just want to take this time to point out really quick. I hate driving. I absolutely can't stand driving. I do not like to drive cars. The big... It's like... And when I say I don't like driving, I don't want it to make it seem like, oh, uh, because I don't like driving, nobody should have to drive, which is a really weird thing to say, because you would think that people with common sense would think that way already, but they don't. Like, if you say you don't like something, you're immediate, like the, the other person immediately feels attacked, right? And it's like, oh, well, are you saying I'm wrong for liking this thing? Are you saying I shouldn't have to like it? It's, it's like, no, dude, I'm just saying that I don't like it. You know what I'm saying? It's just a weird thing. It's a weird reaction to have to something that has absolute, like, like, you know, I would like, I feel like, I feel like in this day and age, if we want somebody to do something, we'll just tell them, you know what I mean? Like, I I like to think that we are much more direct and much more blunt, much more kind of, kind of a society that just basically says, if you want somebody to do something, you're just going to ultimately tell them to do it, you know, like consequences or uh, responses be damned, you know? Um, so it always sort of trips me out, like, because, like, like, one, like, like, uh, you would be surprised how controversial of a statement it is to say that I don't like guns. Like, I don't like guns. I don't. I don't see the hype about them. Like, I see them as a necessary evil, but they're still evil, you know? Like, I'm not going to be like, you heard two guns. I like guns. We go pow, pow, boom, boom. No, I, I'm not going to do that because, like, I know that there's a responsibility that comes with having one. And I also just don't think that like, you know, for like the whole concept of guns being cool came from like the movie industry and the TV industry and stuff like that. And then like, you know, you watch gunfights on, you watch gunfights on the movies as an adult. Like I watch them as an adult and it is just basically a bunch of boom, boom, high, boom, boom, high, run to another hiding spot. Boom, boom, high, boom, boom, high. You know what I mean? Like, that, that, that's that's the whole that's a whole gunfight that's a gunfight like like it is first off it's short like though i like to think that the the um the the um i like to think that the value of the fight scene is specifically how long it is and how much action you can put into how long it is like if it's just boom boom high it doesn't come across as actiony but you have you have to overcompensate with the noise you know what i'm saying you have to overcompensate with the bow bow and, and the and the spark of the gun and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, you still have to include people hiding from bullets. You know, like I remember there was this one uh gunfight scene um where like they were they were like shooting it was in some place it was like chock full of like um I think concrete or stone based stuff. So when they shot these things enough times it uh the stone would like get grounded up and it would like you know you know, like when when you grind up stone and when you grind up like you know some sort of rock, it turns into like dust and and gravel and stuff like that. So they were shooting so much that like the area was like chock full of dust. So there was like a whole bunch of smoke in the air, which seems kind of like looking back, just seems kind of dangerous. But it's because of the fact that now you have like this, this air of mystery, you know, because like now you have like now you have like more ways to hide because you could hide in plain sight using the the uh the the, um the dust and smoke and stuff like that and also you know if you set some on fire and dust and smoke it makes the fire look bigger and like it makes it look like it kind of gives it a 
a, a, a bit of a shape, you know? It's kind of like how if you, or it's kind of like how if you, like, just got done firing off fireworks and it's all smoky and stuff like that, you, you light a fire and that, it's just, it, it looks, the fire looks different and stuff like that. But it's just like, you know, now you have, like, this whole different um, visual thing. But, like, when it comes to fight scenes, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, you gotta, you gotta fit action into a scene. And with gunfights, it's just noise and hopefully smoky fire atmosphere looks. But I don't be one that. I be one quick movements. I be one, you know, I be one like you know, like quick movements and stuff like that. But like I'm just saying, like, but the the entertainment industry made guns look get made guns seem cool. And it's like the the older I get, the less cool guns seem. They just seem loud and destructive. You know what I mean? And it's just like. You know, as some, it's like, you know, I guess I just sort of outgrew it. I don't know. But me saying I don't like guns is not necessarily me telling anybody, anybody else that they don't like guns. And I'm going, and just like how I don't like cars. I don't, it's not that I don't like driving cars. It's just that, like, I feel like I don't like, I, I don't like the idea that I need to drive a car. You know what I'm saying? I don't, first of all, I don't like needing things. Because when I need things, it's harder to get because America is psychotic like that. That's, you know, it's like, you know, if you need medicine, they're going to make it so that you got to pay a billion dollars for medicine. You know what I mean? Like, if you need it, chewing, like, like, I like chewing gum because I don't need chewing gum. It's a luxury. You know what I mean? I like chewing gum because I can just go to, like, I will never be, I would never, I'm not going to say I will never, but like, at this point in my life right now, I don't need chewing gum. I'm, I'm not going to be like, I don't, I'm not in dire need of chewing gum. So I can just go to the store, buy some chewing gum, you know, eat up some chewing gum and just go on with the rest of my, go on with the rest of my life. But if I needed chewing gum, first off, if I needed chewing gum, I'll probably need it like at least once, maybe like once every few days, if not maybe once a week or something. You know, if I need it, then I can assure you that if I need it, they're going to have chewing gum suddenly spike up in price and be ridiculously hard to get. <sighs> Which is why I, I don't like drive. I don't like the fact that I need to drive. I don't like the fact that in order for me to go places, I have to drive there. I wish that there were more societies that you could just walk places. Like when I was living in, um, when I was living in the military base, almost everything that we needed was a few footsteps away. You know, like it wasn't a hard challenge to like everything was like I'm not gonna say everything, but like most of the stuff they like most of the places that I knew that I would go to was you know a, a walk away. I could walk to the I could walk to the the youth center, the place where I go to the you know like play uh, some video games, watch some TV, interact with some of the other youths there. I don't like the word youth for children, by the way, because it sounds like youth. Because like we had an accent growing up, so when we went, so my cousin would say we were going there, he wouldn't say the youth center, he would say the youth center. So I would be like, a center dedicated to me? Awesome, let's go. You'd be surprised how disappointed I was when I found out that that wasn't the case. But, you know, but I just don't like the fact that I have to drive. So it's a requirement. And it just stresses me out because it's like, if I don't have, because like another thing too is because I need to drive, right? I always going to need a car. So they're going to make getting a car really hard to get. Like if I was if I got into a wreck right now, you have any idea how big of a challenge it would be for me to get another vehicle? Yeah, I mean, like it would be so stressful for me to get another vehicle right now. Because I'm I'm, I'm looking at a whole lot of money I have to spend just to get this one paid off. Five years. Come on, 
man. Five years to pay off a car. I can get into a wreck before those five years are up and I have to get another car anyway. So what's going to happen? Because they're, they're not going to cancel that debt. They're just going to be like, we still want our money. Just stresses me out. And I, I just hate the, and I need that car. Like I need that car to go places because if I don't, then I have to, I have to rely on a ride sharing. I think that's what it's called, you know, and those things are expensive. It's expensive because I have to take a trip there. I have to take, you know, it's, I, you know, it's like in order for me to do things, I would have to estimate how much it would take for me to take two trips. One getting to the place I need to go to and one coming back home. It's just frustrating to know that that's what I would have to deal with on a regular basis because American transportation is God awful. It's like, you know, it doesn't even feel like cars. It doesn't it, like when I was a kid growing up, cars felt fast. You know what I'm saying? Cars felt like you can go anywhere at any time because you have the freedom to do so. Now it feels like cars are slow because going on a road, you have to worry about not only do you have to worry about like, you know, other drivers and, you know, you got to worry about traffic. You got to worry about like not getting into a wreck. You know, it feels like everybody's on the road now. So it's like what used to feel like, you know, you had the freedom to do whatever you wanted to do. Now it feels like you're, you're free as long as there's other people that aren't on the road just going 10 miles an hour in front of you. And oddly enough, that's happened to me before. Ask anybody. That's happening to anybody. Cars are slower. Also, I got that realization from watching uh, Adam Conover's YouTube video. Um, Adam Conover, the Adam Ruins Everything guy. I just saw his video like um, by chance. You know, I, I didn't. I wasn't really looking for, you know, his videos. It just happened to pop up. I got curious and I watched it and he brought up a good point. Cars are slower because everybody has a car. So everybody's on a road. So it takes a while to get places because everybody drives differently. And most of the people and the, and the, and the most dominant people on the road are ironically enough, slow drivers. And I can attest to that because I literally drove home. Like one thing I really don't like is when they're slow drivers and they're driving side by side. On each other so you can't switch the lanes to get in front of anybody because the guy in the next lane is driving equally as slow as the guy in the other one in your lane so you can't move anywhere you just have you're kind of stuck behind this you're stuck behind this wall you know and it's stressful because it's like you know like what are they, it's like in my brain i'm like what are they conversing about that they need to drive side by side like you know there is no fast lane and slow lane in this in this uh town because you know when people just feel like driving slow on both lanes, they're going to drive slow on both lanes, and I'm just going to be stuck behind them. Now, I'm not saying I drive fast. I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not driving fast. I don't want to consider myself – I don't consider myself an irresponsible driver, but I do know I've been in, like, two wrecks in my life. And, you know, I mean, you know, responsible drivers don't get in wrecks, I assume. So I'm going to – I'll take my L on that one. I just know that they weren't my fault, but – yeah. In any case, though, like, I hate driving. I can't stand it. I really can't. I hate the fact that in order for me to get to where I need to go to, I have to drive and kind of just get on the road with these other psychopaths, you know? Mm -hmm. Somebody driving slow in front of me and somebody driving fast behind me, and it's just like, come on. I remember one time I was in a 
I remember one time I was in one lane and there was like a long line and the other lane was kind of going fairly briskly. So there's one, I'm guessing there's one person obviously probably just wasn't really in the mood to go anywhere. They're in the lane. They're in the, you know, they're in the fast lane or it's whatever. And they're literally driving. And I, like I said, I'm in a line, like we're kind of bumper to bumper, so to speak. And this person who's in this free lane is like, who's leading the line behind them. They're driving like, right next to my car you know what i mean so the first thing that's going through my mind is you know just instinctively look at the person who's driving the car and just wonder what is this person doing that they're driving next to me so i'm thinking that they're you know driving next, i'm thinking that they're driving next to me and causing up traffic in their lane because i'm guessing they're trying to tell me something i look they're not doing anything they're just cruising hurt my feelings man I swear, I think some people just genuinely get in their cars just to inconvenience other drivers. And I don't want to believe that, but people have been bigger gadflies for less, you know? Uh, brought to you by... Water. But nah, so I'm just saying, it's just like really stressing me out because, like, like I say, it's like this person is just cruising. They're just in their car. I don't like traffic. That's another thing I don't like. Like, it, it just really stresses me out because, like, when you, you know, when you're a kid and you're envisioning driving a car, you're not really ever envision. Like, you're going to envision traffic jams and road rage and stuff like that. But it always felt like, it always sort of, like, felt like it was a rare occurrence. Like, when I was a kid, I used to think that um, traffic jams only occurred in, like, big cities like New York or Los Angeles or Miami, Florida. No, it happens everywhere. No, absolutely not. It happens everywhere. 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 It's annoying. Everywhere, man. I'll never like driving. I will never like driving. I just, like, it's not driving. It's just the necessity. It's just the need to drive. Like, public transit should be a much bigger priority. Public transit and housing should be, like, bigger priorities in america because everybody needs it at some point you know what i mean like if you were to make if poor people were to ultimately lose all their money right poor people if if, if rich people had to like you know if rich people had to you know uh they, they just went back to zero dollars they're gonna sell but probably like all but one of their cars just to retain their just to get back to prominence right so they're only gonna have like one vehicle. What happens if that one vehicle gets into a wreck? Because we all know rich people are poor drivers. You know, they get into a wreck, they destroy the, they get into a wreck, they destroy their car, and they get into a wreck, they destroy their car, and, and all of a sudden now they gotta rely on public transit just like us. I feel like the big reason why a lot of basic stuff in this country is not seen as a priority or seen as something that's meaningful is because of the fact that rich people don't have to deal with it. Rich people will always have somebody that's going to like fly their jet to wherever they need to go to. Rich people are going to always like have food to eat. They're always going to have a home to live in. They're always going to have the things that everybody else have to struggle and try to get. The rich people are going to always have these things just so like handed to them. 
So it's very easy for them to just sort of lose sight of the fact that, you know, like they're, they're never going to be one car accident away from, you know, complete disaster, complete economic and financial disaster. They're never going to have to worry about that because for them, it's just, I could just buy another car because I'm rich. <laughs> you know, it's just not that way for everybody. Meanwhile, you know, like everybody's just one wreck. Everybody's just one serious wreck away from just becoming homeless. And I wish I was, I wish that was hyperbole, but it's not. I mean, everybody is like, I'm not going to say everybody, but most people are just one wreck away from becoming homeless because heaven forbid you have to like go back to, you have to go to using a lift. So now that's money that you can't put towards your car anymore because you got to put towards, you know, Lyft or Uber rides to work and everything like that. Then make matters even worse. Now you got to, I mean, you pin money into that. So now you can't put money into, you know, that's, you know, like now there's less money being spent on bills and things like that. So some bills going to have to go or you're going to have to cancel some streaming service and like live in darkness for a while. You know, it's just, it's just too easy for things. Also, by the way, streaming services, look, I'm at this point now where I'm just, I'm, I have basically learned about all of the free, free, free streaming services, Peacock, Tubi, Crunchyroll, uh, Pluto.tv, there's a few more, but those are the big four for me. And like, Pluto is a case of all these channels and still nothing on. I'm like, heck yeah, okay, I can live with that because I like that. <laughs> I like being able to have options that I don't have to pay for. Are you serious? Yeah, keep keep them coming. The only problem is that like all my favorite shows, not favorite shows, but everything I wanted to see is on Showtime. And I got Hulu with Showtime until I don't anymore. <sighs> But yeah, there's a. <sighs> but yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just like you know, we're always like we always have to scrounge and survive and scratch, and like, we always have to scrounge and and claw and scratch and survive to like try to keep ourselves like just keep our head above water and just keep ourselves sane. And the problem is that like we're always being forced to need things that shouldn't be like need i'm not gonna say needed but shouldn't be desperately needed like i shouldn't have to you know beg for a home to live in i've been working since i was i've been working longer than i've been like not working you know i've been you know i've been having to call somebody boss longer than i have not called somebody boss see what i'm saying i shouldn't have to suffer because I'm black or because I'm poor or because, you know, like, you know, one of my least favorite, one of my least favorite excuses is when people say stuff like, oh, well, you just didn't work as you didn't work hard. You know, you didn't really work that hard to get yourself, you know, out of the thing that you're in. It's like, I'm working right now. Is you serious? Come on, man. Say, like, man, everything is expensive. That's the worst part of it. It just feels like the the it feels like no matter what we do, the price just keeps going up, man. <sighs> Hate driving. Hate driving. I do not like driving. It doesn't really it, it feels like it just feels like a big grift, man. It feels like a, a big scam. Like I, I can't I don't understand specifically how it works, but 
I understand how the system works. And the problem is that, like, I feel like that's that's done on purpose. It feels like things are purposely complicated to make things to make the simplest stuff, the simplest acts of corruption and and uh, despair and pain and suffering and all this other stuff. Like, you know, because it's never going to be, oh, we just want to keep you poor people in line, you know, by making everything that you need almost just barely out of place. So you don't ever like, so you never, you always, you're going to feel broken down economically. Instead, it's, we're doing this to uh, help the economy. You know, we're doing this to uh, make sure that we're, we're doing this to kind of, you know, prevent another recession from happening. And it's like, we're in a recession, dude, come on. <sighs> we have three, organi- we have three organizations, executive organizations dedicated to handling our money we have the department of i think it's the department of commerce the the federal reserve and the department of treasury and i want to say all three of these things ultimately do the same thing i think the department of treasury uh like prints out the money or something like that which is a weird thing to me like how does a country that can print out his own money be broke you know like if i could print out my own money you know like if i could print out my own money right and it's like legitimate and not counterfeit then i would be i would be doing i'll be paying all my debts you know when people say some stupid stuff like well if you do that then that's going to decry the value of a dollar it's like look around you bro what can you get with a dollar now you know one of my least favorite things to hear when it comes to economy is if you make all these good business decisions then that's going to take away value. I don't believe in value no more. I think value is stupid. I think because, like, you know, somebody brought this up before, and I think I think I said this in my last video, our last not last video, but last podcast. It's like, you know, value is basically what made somebody believe that gold is more important than a potato. You put gold in the ground, all it does is attract white supremacists. But you put a potato in the ground, there's a good chance you're going to come up with more potatoes, you know, enough to feed a, enough to feed a city or something. You know, so it's like value is stupid. I don't believe in that stuff, man. I don't be- like as soon as the word value gets put into any kind of discussion, I just I immediately tune out because these are the same people who make cryptocurrency into a big thing. And I will always knock cryptocurrency. I will always knock. I will always knock cryptocurrency. I will always knock uh, NFTs. I will always knock um, these, um, you know, like stuff like that, because it seemed like a good idea initially until you realize it was just a shiny new toy that everybody just sort of got hype about wanting until they didn't want it anymore. You know what I mean? That's, that's ultimately all it was. You know, you, you got hype about something, you spent top dollar over it, and now you don't want it anymore, so you want to sell it for just as much as you bought it for, and now nobody wants to buy your new toy. Nobody wants to buy your toy. So you're stuck with it. You know? It's like, that's too bad, huh? I almost fell into that cryptocurrency crap. And then it's like, no point. You know, once the Instagram started like bombarding me with these with these crypto NFT cryptocurrency bots, like, hey, you want to make some more money? Yes, I do. Cryptocurrency. No. First off, it's too complicated. If that's one thing I know is that if anything is too complicated, it's purposely that way it's purposely complicated so that it can kind of keep you what's wrong i'm looking for it's purposely complicated so it can like 
you know, like keep you in out of the know as to what's really going on with the thing. You know what I mean? If something takes too many steps to construct that it can't be like explained in a logical way, you know, without like having to sort of, you know, use sort of magic fairy pixie dust or whatever, or as I like to call it, you know, like hopes, dreams, prayers, value, crap like that. You know, if, if, if it's not like, if it's stuff like that, then no, I can't trust that. You know, you're going to have to tell me specifically what I need to, like one of the big reasons why I prefer having a job instead of like being an entrepreneur is because being an entrepreneur is just a whole bunch of, it's just trying to sell your own product with hopes and dreams. Nobody ever talks, nobody ever tells anybody about what happens when you fail at starting your own business and being an entrepreneur and stuff like that. Nobody talks about that. Instead, they talk about the possibility of success, the possibility of you succeeding and you becoming your own boss and blah, 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 blah. No, 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 no. The problem is, no, you, you got to have a, you got to have something, you know. You got to have something that people want and people are willing to pay money for. And the problem is that people ain't willing to pay money on a lot for a lot of stuff. It's, I mean, like, bro, if you can't get people to buy medicine, if you can't get people to buy medicine or an education, in a country that's sick and stupid, what are you going to get them to pay money for? And don't say drugs. Please don't say drugs. Because drugs is like, honestly, because if you're a drug dealer, you know, and you are, like, if you're selling drugs, in my opinion, you're not a good businessman. You just basically chose the easy way out because people who buy people who buy drugs will always buy drugs. You know what I mean? Like, that's, a, like, that's not really a, like, it, if you know, I can sell if you know, like I can sell water. If I sell water to a fish that needs water, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm not a good businessman. That that fish just needed water and was desperate enough to get it from me. Now, if I sell water to a fish who is already underwater, that is what makes me an amazing. That is what makes me a, a talented and amazing businessman. The problem is with these drug dealers is that like people always sort of push them to be like, you know, drugs to be like this awesome business or whatever. When in reality it's not an awesome business at all. It's just people want drug people who want drugs will always want drugs, you know? And the reason why is because the government is trying to make it hard for people who are already on drugs to get off drugs because the government, mostly red States, mostly Republicans, want to make it easier to put people in prison. And what better way to do that than, hey, you got drugs on you? You know? Why do why does the Republicans want people to go to prison so bad? And I've said this multiple times before, because they want to make they want to bring back slavery. That's why they're being tough on crime when this which is code for we're gonna make crimes, we're gonna make people easier to arrest so we can put them all in jail so we can reinforce slavery. Because if you've ever been to a Louisiana prison, then you've seen slavery firsthand. Like, it's just, it's wild. Like, you know, depending on where you go to, you're going to see somebody who looks like a fatter Colonel Sanders surrounded by a whole bunch of black dudes just walking all the time. I'm stressing out. I don't like driving. I really don't. I don't like needing things. That's what I mean to say. I don't like needing things. I want to be able to just have stuff. I want to be able to access stuff based on luxury purposes. I don't want to need a car. I don't want to need 
a home to live in. I don't want to need food, even though it's impossible for me to not be hungry. But the fact that the matter is, is that like what I want is just to be able to live life lavishly. You know, I, you know, like money will literally solve all of my problems. Money will literally solve all of my problems, all of them, every single one. You know what I mean? Because everything I need costs money. But, uh, yeah, I'm just saying, I don't like needing stuff, man. I just don't. I I want to be able to get stuff because I want it, not because I need it. That's one of the big reasons why I buy chocolate. It's not because I need it. It's because I want it. But I cannot have, but I don't need chocolate. I don't have to have chocolate, and yeah, I can save money by not buying chocolate. But it's when I need stuff like a car or medicine or a home to live in or food. This nation has basically weaponized necessity. You know, it made it so that, you know, like what they do is, you know, is a carrot and a stick where they basically put a carrot out in front of you and tell you, if you keep walking, you're going to get that carrot. Meanwhile, the stick, every single time you move, that stick is whipping your butt and it got barbed wire on it now. So you just twitch and it pokes you. You know what I mean, it's just like we gotta please go vote, people. Please go vote. These Republicans have made it very clear that they they are willing to hurt people and continue to hurt people just so they can say that they won. Like I can't stress enough how important it is this year to vote. I can't stress enough how important it is in 20, to vote in 2024. I can't tell you to vote. But if you value the future, you'd at least consider it. Y'all be easy. Love and peace.